Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. My favorite day of the week, at least around the podcast, because usually Friday is my favorite day of the week. Um, but it's my favorite day of the podcast week because it's when we do Ask Riley. Um, I like to hear the stuff you guys want to know, the advice you want me to give, some of the random ask questions y'all put in there, but it's cool because it's easy for me. No, I'm kidding. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not easy for me to answer some of the questions you give, but I always like to keep it real. That's the entire theme of this podcast, no matter what it is. If it's random questions you guys give me, if it's talking about my relationship, my past relationships, my hurts, my triumphs, my valleys, my peaks... The stuff that's very TMI, whether we're talking about Splintergate last week, which thank God that sucker came out. I'm going to put up an entire reel about that on Really Riley Podcast on Instagram because it's insane, this sucker that came out of my finger. Like my, my finger gave birth to a tree. And I was saying before how it was like literally just the stupidest injury ever, but that sucker hurt. I so wish though that I got, this is gross, the money shot, if you will, when it came out of my finger. Because, okay, that's gross. It, it was nasty, but it was like, I was looking at it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why is, you know, the stuff that just came out, like standing straight up. Oh my God. And it, it like splinters are like little things. This was huge. It was like, I don't even know, like the Guinness Book of World Records. And if we'd gotten that like on video, it, I swear to you, it probably would have been like on Pimple Popper or something. And I'm a weirdo that I love that. But anyway, now that I've come, like totally grossed you out. I wanted to get into the Ask Riley's. Now, I have one long form that was email, but I think, and I'm going to get to that one in a second, but you guys really liked some of these short forms that I do just right up reading it from Instagram. Um, so let's get into it. Um, so I, and I don't give the names, like I don't know that all of you want to be anonymous, but I keep them anonymous just because I don't know if you want your business out there like that. Um, someone said, what are some fashion hacks you have? Not sure if this is talking about, and I love you, girl. Thanks for asking the question, and thanks for being there at the pod, or not the podcast, at the pop-up. Um, fashion hacks. Like, a good one that I have for getting deals is I'm a little bit of a weirdo, and I will sometimes ask people in the storefronts, like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Walmart, when they get their shipments. Because especially places like Ross, even though I am a Rossanista, Rastafarian, whatever you want to say, um... They can be kind of messy after a while because, you know, it's a place where you got to pick. Don't go in there if you don't expect to pick. But if you pick, you're going to find some good stuff. Like digging for gold, digging for Ross things. I don't know. But if you ask them when they get their shipments in, you can go there and it's like clean and not picked over. And then, I mean, it's always clean in there, but you know what I mean? Like there's not slim pickings. And I ask these things and it's Mondays and Thursdays when they get their shipments. I don't go so far as that whole like 49 cents sale thing. There's one lady on TikTok that like literally profiles every time. Ugh, I wish that I knew that much. But yes, make sure you ask when they get their shipments so you can figure stuff out. I don't know like all of the clearance things like people do like, oh, this code means that. There's entire blogs about it. I think I actually wrote one last year on this on my old radio station's blog, but I should probably do that again. What other fashion hacks do I have? Um, Google reverse uh, image. 
Google image reverse search or whatever. So a lot of times I will find something even on Amazon and I'm like, now I know absolutely that I can get that cheaper because I'm a coupon queenie. I just don't coupon. Absolutely. I can get that sucker cheaper somewhere. So I'll take a picture of it, put it into Google reverse image, and then I will go find it somewhere else. I even do that sometimes when I'm in the stores and side note, Amazon has that where you can upload a picture to Amazon and find everything they have that's close to or in that exact item. I am such a deal seeker. And a lot of times when you go into like a boutique, you know they did not get that from like, you know, some manufacturer that exclusively sells to them. It's come from some warehouse of some sort. And this happens, this is for anything. This isn't just clothes or whatever. Um, good sites that I've recently been looking for, um, Timu. Have you ever seen it? Like, I saw a TikTok on it and I was like, ooh, because it's like the new DH gate or whatever. It's a lot like Shein and y'all know I'm a sucker for Shein, but it's quicker. Like they guarantee your package in a certain amount of days. And if it's not there, they give you five bucks for it. And I was like, oh, you know how many tickets I've gotten or coupons I've gotten from them? What's another shopping hack? Oh, this one's not really that new, but like if you see a scratch of any sort or a little bit of a stain or if there's a fray on a button on a shirt or anything in that nature, you can go out there and you ask them like, hey, can you discount this? This is anywhere. TJ Maxx, Marshalls. I don't know that like Walmart or Target do it, but you ask them and I'm like, hey, can I get this discounted? And they'll do it usually like 10 to 15% off, but then you can't return it. But I mean, if you know you're going to keep it, then why not? And I know that a lot of times you guys will roll your eyes at me because Walmart or I'm a Goodwill shopper, like don't sleep on Goodwill clothes. I don't care if you roll your eyes. Like I'm a person, my engagement ring was technically a state, which is a fancy word for saying used. I don't care. I will wash it, bring it home. And if it fits me well, the amount of expensive ass jeans, some brands I haven't even heard of. I went in there the other day and I saw this really cute pair of jeans and had this very intricate waistband that was like stretchy, but stitched really well. And I was like, okay, this is put together well, this pair of jeans, like this must be like expensive. It was $6. And then I also signed up for their little, like some Goodwills have this, some don't, if you're thrifters, you know this, that the color of the week is what's on sale, what's further discounted. It's like consignment with Goodwill sometimes because the the picture or the price tag on the item isn't necessarily always reflecting the price if it's the color of the week. But then in someone's like the one here in Rockville in Maryland, where I live, if you're not here in the DMV, they will give you 75% off of whatever the color of the week was. So these jeans ended up being like, I don't know, three bucks. Full disclosure, I got them home and the zipper's a little boo-boo, but they were like $300 jeans. So for $12, $13, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And this is the thing. What's the big difference between Goodwill and like some bougie consignment shop? Like when I haven't really seen too many around here that are like super bougie that aren't like a Plato's Closet vibe. Not that there's anything wrong with them. But there was very bougie, 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 bougie ass consignment places in Atlanta. And they it was like, what's the difference between that and this? You go home, you wash it, it's fine. Like my first and only pair of Christian Louboutins that were given to me as part of a promotion were from a consignment shop. They were used. I didn't give a shit. But I mean, that's some of my little fashion hacks. Maybe I can get more specific on that in a podcast. Um, someone said, do you think you'll work a non-radio job? We miss you on the air now, though. No, I don't want to at presently. I mean, technically right now, 
My job is this podcast and is also growing my House of W business and for my, you know, Crystal Intention candles and my Really Riley merch that a few of you have gotten. And yes, it's coming. A couple of you guys asked about it at the pop-up and I'm going to have some more at the next pop-up that I do on June 3rd, which was the one that got rescheduled two weeks ago. Info up that on that is like all over my Instagram at Riley Couture and House of W by Riley. Um, I don't want to work right now a regular, if you will, nine to five job. Because to me, and there's nothing wrong with a nine to five job, that's quitting. And I'm not going to quit. And I don't make doing the candles or this podcast the money that I was doing, you know, 20 years of morning radio. Of course not. But to me, that's not the most important thing. Now it's my sanity being safe, my family being safe, my mortgage and my house being safe. You know, and we're okay through savings and through, you know, candle land, (laughs) House of W and doing some of the events that I've done and also opening myself up to being like a social media influencer, whereas I couldn't do that before when I was in terrestrial radio because you have a contract. You're not allowed to contract yourself or your name out to other things. If you're and that, I knew that going in, but now I'm allowed to do that. Um, it's funny that I wasn't allowed, but others were anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically I'm not bringing in the dough, if you will, but we're all right. We're going to be okay. I'm manifesting it. Um, someone else said, do you make money from your podcast? Well, that's a good follow-up question. A little bit right now. Um, it's growing, but yes, eventually that's the deal to be, have that be, you know, the moneymaker. I mean, we're manifesting that too. We're hopefully on our way because I, I hope you guys like what you hear. And also if you guys like and review it, that helps me grow that and share it with everybody because the more listens we get, the more potential clients we get. And that's what we want to do because I just, I don't want to ever walk away from this microphone. I won't. I mean, I know that someday I might have to actually walk away from Twinkly Riley land, but I'll never walk away from this mic or really Riley. You know, I could very easily, like, go and get, I don't know about very easily, actually, no, because I've never done anything but radio. I could just, you know, put radio or podcasting on the back burner, but I just don't want to shift my mind to that. And for me, that's just not an option, because when I give myself that option, it's like my mind has a shift to, okay, well, we'll just be docile in this and not as ferocious as growing the podcast. And no, I don't want to do that. Um, let's see what else we have. What would be your perfect Mother's Day and what are your plans for Mother's Day? Um, so I'm so simple. I always tell Marshall my perfect Mother's Day is being able to get up, have breakfast in bed, and then go back to sleep and take a nap for whatever amount of time I feel like it. Like if that's all day, if that's an hour, if that's two, like uninterrupted. Tell me you have kids without telling me you have kids. But honestly, I, um, before we had Malin, the maniac, love him, you know, but he's really crazy and going to a restaurant with him is a no thing. Um, Marshall would always let me do that whole nap scenario and then we would go out. We wouldn't celebrate actual Mother's Day on Mother's Day because it's impossible to do like, reservations and all that. And I'm just, I'm not the person that cares that much to celebrate it that day. If it means I have to like wait two hours for my food and be annoyed. Um, but we would go to Mays over here in Frederick and have crab. I want 
No crab, not king crab, not blue crab. I know, I know. The sacrilege. I'm in Maryland. I know, but I don't like blue crab. At me. Go ahead. Um, Snow crab. And then some sort of really yummy cake for dessert and blowing out the candles and hanging out with my family. Honestly, that's my jam. I feel like because of the fact that I spent so much of my life doing like the big grandiose like glitz and glam things because that's you know 20 years of radio with the jingle ball and going to American Idol and going to the Grammys and going to all that stuff my whole life was this big red carpet and that's amazing and I miss it like crazy but also the other part of my life was not having those small special moments with anyone like not even just like somebody that I care about because I had those I had relationships along the way but like family like Easter and you know blowing out the candles with you know your actual family like my fam has been my radio fam and like friends and stuff but actual family my own no I didn't have any of that so to me that's perfect and I guess that's what Mother's Day is about is celebrating that I think kind of and also getting spoiled I don't mean with monetary I just mean with whatever spoiled means to you and Marshall does an amazing job of that but I don't know what we're doing I'm hoping it's that because he knows me pretty well I know he's got some things up his sleeve, you know, because we were getting the mail the other day and he put this like box in the car. And I was like, what's that? You know, because usually the packages are for me. I'm like waiting for something for my candle business. He's like, don't worry about it. I was like, oh, he never disappoints ever. Like in, in making me feel special all the time, but especially in Mother's Day and holidays like that. Um, speaking of which, is motherhood what you thought it'd be? Hell No. Now, I mean, it's even more amazing in some regards and even shittier in others. Like I walked into motherhood the most backward ass way you can. I was 33 years old when I got pregnant and I literally was just trying to validate my life. And that sounds horrible, but bear with me because it worked out. I got the best seven-year-old and now two-year-old ever. But at the time I was like, oh my God, my clock is ticking at 33. And now if I could go back to that, Riley, I'd be like, girl, relax. Now, granted, I can't say that, you know, women in terms of our clock, that that's not a thing. It's like you have so much time at 33 if you're a healthy individual, you know, without extra problems, I guess, you know, and I've had my own issues with fertility and I still gave birth to my second son at 39 years old. Um, but I, I just, I wish I could have told myself to just chill, but I had a baby and it was like a whoops, but you know, there's choices and that wasn't the choice I wanted to go to. And I'm not getting into a rant about that. So stop. I'm not saying either or is the best option or an option or a perfect option or not an option. I'm not going there. So stop, stop yourself right now. If you're trying to, it's not what I was saying, but I'm saying like, I was just like, well, you know, this is going to validate my life. I'm going to be a mother. And all of a sudden everything's going to have meaning. It didn't. I was even more lost after I had Lyric. I knew that I had a purpose in being his mother, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I was doing it by myself, and I was still trying to do a bomb-ass radio show, and I did because we went number one and beat a really big name in the industry very quickly, and we had two days named after us in that city. I love Atlanta. I love you, ATL. Um, but I didn't, it didn't get the, you know, ah, like Disney effect that I thought it would. I hated being pregnant both times. I told you all this before. There's an entire podcast about it. Not everybody likes it. Um, and when he came out, I was like, 
oh my God, what the fuck did I just do? Oh my God, I have to take care of this little being now. It wasn't this like, oh my God, I love you so much. And sadly enough, like with Malin, it was. Still had, oh my God, what the fuck did I do? But like with Malin, I had another person. I had my soon-to-be husband, my 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 future, my love over there. You know, like, okay, if I have a moment, I can hand him over. Like with Lyric, it was like, I, I oh my God, I, I'm alone. Like I had my mom come for five days. My sister came two weeks later for like four. And then I had a couple, I had one friend come four months later and then another friend came in between there for like three, like when he was like three months. So I had people, but collectively that first three months, I maybe had people there to help me a total of 15 days and I had nobody, you know, I had to hire a nanny that I, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, and sleep, all of it, all while being a morning show radio working mom getting up at 4 a.m., you know? And that was also pumping too. So it's like, it didn't give me this instant validation. Like I had horrible postpartum depression with both of them. And I don't even think I bonded with Lyric until he was like five, six, seven months old. Would I take any second back of it today? Hell no, I would not. I love my boys more than anything. And now I do feel like that sense of validation, but only because like every other pieces, parts of self that I've worked on, still am working on, readjusting and tweaking. Like I realized that I am blessed with these little boys, but they're not the thing that like is the only thing that makes me me. It's not that. Because I think that I was very unhappy with myself and I thought, oh, I'll have a baby and everything will make sense in life. No, it absolutely doesn't. It makes things way harder. However, it makes things way more magical too because you get to relive wonderment when you have kids. That's cool. That part I love. Like you get to see them get so excited about the little things. Like I swear I wish I would get as excited about bubbles as I get about anything. You know, it's the best to watch them do that. The first time they say something or like the most hilarious thing is when the first time they eat a lemon or say mama or dada, you know, that is real cool. Like you get to see true, unfiltered, innocent wonderment. And that is awesome. And then they start acting like you. And it's sort of funny. And then also scary too, because you know who you are. It's like, ah, shit, you know, but uh, it's everything I thought it would be and nothing I thought it would be. You can't expect anything because nothing, everything goes with motherhood. Like, you know, it's just, it's a crazy rocky ride, but one that I don't ever regret doing because I knew that I always wanted to be a mom. It's just, you have to brace yourself for impact sometimes because it's literally a roller coaster. There's always twists and turns. And the minute that you think you've got one thing down, oh, we sleep training, <laughs> then they're going to have night terrors and, oh, we got a meeting. And then it's like, oh shit, it's time to make them like eat regular food. Oh God, are they gonna, you know, like everything is an anxiety filled turn, but it's Awesome. I literally, it is just like a roller coaster because, you know, you go on it, you're scared shitless, you're freaking out and holding on for dear life. And then you get off and you're like, that was really cool. Let's do it again. <laughs> literally, like, send baby number two. That's how they come around because you forget about the terror of the first one. And then you're like, yeah, I can do this again. I'm joking, but not really. Um, Let's see what else do we have here. 
Tips for handling your husband's snoring. Ugh. So this actually makes me feel kind of bad because I used to always say Marshall's only flaw is that he snores. And I still say that because I've lost so much sleep in my life. Like I've probably shaved 10 years off. Not kidding. But at first I thought he just snored and we tried everything. We tried the breathing strips. We tried those little nasal things that go in the nose. We tried a humidifier and like it turns out with him. We, oh, we did like the sleep apnea study where he had to wear that like Darth Vader mask. None of that. I guess it's just like something with really bad allergies. And like, it, so it ended up being kind of not really fixable with him. So basically he has to do this really weird nasal flush that he does every night so that all of that's clear up there. And that usually helps. Like elevating his pillow doesn't do it. The humidifier does help a little while, but I would definitely say if it's a whole like, like you're sawing a tree type of snore, like like that type of thing, maybe get it checked for sleep apnea. Also like check the allergy situation. Maybe just do a little saline in the middle of the night because it's just like you're stopped up. And Marshall also likes to sleep on his back which I think he's an alien for that because I got to sleep on the side, scrunched up in my stomach. I, I got to look like, like you know, a puffer fish because I'm all scrunched up when I sleep. I can't do the back thing. But yeah, that's a trip, man. For better or for worse though, right? Um, This Kim and Chris divorce is getting to get nasty. Ooh, I love you, girl, for bringing up my Bravo talk. Okay, so I posted this on my Instagram the other day and I was like, what the fuck? Like, does nobody stay together? I understand. It's like the reality TV curse of sorts and most relationships on the reality TV shows don't really stay together. I swear to you, if Lisa and Ken get a divorce, I'm losing all hope and love. Now, here's the thing. I did not used to like Kim Zolciak Beerman, which she's going to just go back to Kim Zolciak because apparently she's dropping his name too. Like the divorce is getting that bad. But I used to not like her at all. Like she used to annoy me when she was with that guy Papa back in the day. And she just seemed like a fucking gold digger. Like she was dating a married man, putting it all over TV. She didn't care. Doing it in front of her daughters. Again, I don't ever say shit about people's parenting. So let me back it up. But I don't know that that would be for me to do on TV. She could have also hidden the fact that it was from, you know, hidden the fact that he was married from her daughters. But it's on TV. You know, so they're going to figure it out at some point. Anyway, I digress. I didn't like her back in the day. But then when she got with Croy, I was like, they're so cute and they're so in love. And she was obsessed with him. Not even just his looks, but like everything about them was awesome. How they fell in love and how they were like uniting their family and how she got pregnant real quick. You know, she was like three. They were like three months in, you know, Marshall and I moved fast as hell. I've said that so many times. We got engaged inside of six months. I was pregnant inside of like actually that six months. I think I found out like a week later that I was pregnant. The one, well, the first one that we lost, but I just, I loved them together. I liked how he seemed to quiet her and she just revered him and they went through it all. Like he used to be an Atlanta Falcon and he was like, you know, the richer of the two, if you will. And then he lost that job. And I think he tried to do like a little, yeah, I forget what the other team was, but he did like a one-year stint on another team and they worked it out. He adopted both of her girls, you know, and at older children, I think they were 12 and like 14 maybe when she adopted, he adopted them. They took on his name like he was dad. And then they had three more kids, 
You know, they had another um, boy and then a set of twins. Uh, I forget which one. It was Kane, Kaya. Oh, man, I used to all know all her kids' names. KJ, Kane, Kaya, and what was the other one? They named all their kids K names, like a second coming of the Kardashians because Kim and Croy. Um, and then she came up with Cab Beauty because I guess the other two girls were like, well, we're not included in all this. Anyway, um, but essentially they had like six kids together and they seemed very happy. He spoiled the shit out of her with jewels. Like I used to always scope her Instagram around Christmas time because I think in addition to her 10, 14, 15 carat ring that was huge, he got her one Christmas like this other ring, like a second engagement ring that was also huge, like 15, 20 carats, like monstrous mansion, all of these big cars, the best like fashion, whatever. But then it comes out that there's the IRS coming after them and they're both in the hawk for a million dollars each. And then all of a sudden, boom, after like 11 years of marriage, is it 11 or 13? 11, hold on, let me see. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, I guess it doesn't matter. It's it's a long ass time of marriage and having kids, six kids together or four if you want to just count theirs. But it was so sad when I read this. Eleven years of marriage. It's like I know that shit happens behind the scenes that we don't see in front of the cameras. I know that Instagram isn't a full scope. But then when you hear that there's money problems that bring to the forefront, because they say that like with divorce. The leading causes are like cheating and money. You know, I definitely know what the sting of financial hits are because I went from making six figures in radio to not that at all. <laughs> oh God, I, I didn't want to do the number because I'm, I'm manifesting money flows to me and through me and I get it easily. I'm not going to like be sad about that. What you talk about and what you think about, you bring about. But I understand what that is. and. The big house that they have was up for sale. Honestly, I've never, or it was foreclosure, or then she denied it, and then blah, 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 blah. So obviously these money stories are true. And all of that leads to the stress of it. Plus, you've got young kids at home. It's like, ugh. But one couple that I thought were going to be better for worse was them. I don't know why, because I mean... A lot of their love may have been superficial that the minute the money goes out the window, it's like, okay, then we're done. But here was the kicker that I saw that was like, woo-wee. Um, Croy is seeking sole legal and physical custody of him and kids' kids, Kim's kids. So four little kids. Okay, so because I know a little bit of stuff about this custody legal mumbo-jumbo, a lot of times people will ask for sole, legal, and physical custody, meaning that they have physical custody where the kids live with them and then legal custody where they'll get like, you can have like 50-50 legal custody where there's like decision-making that gets broken up, like decision-making being like final say on hospital stuff, final say on schools, final say on like religion and final say on like physical or extracurricular activities type thing. So a lot of times people will, whether it's the mother or the father, will ask for the moon and hope to get like the stars or earth because it's a tactic. Like, oh, if you don't like somewhere, meet me in the middle, then I'm going to ask for everything. So that people are like, oh, Kim must be so terrible that he's trying to do it. Like then there's other reports that they're like the kids are living there in the house with him 
and like they're not with Kim. But then there's other reports saying that they're living together despite the divorce. It's like this is the type of story that like something comes out every 15 seconds. Like we're not even over Scandervall in any way, shape or form. And here we are. I bet you Tom Sandoval is like, woo, yay, another Bravo celebrity taking the heat off me. Not so fast there, Tom, at least not here in this podcast. Not yet. But there's also another one, another article that says that the divorce was long time coming and the financial woes were what actually just axed it. The money was a huge issue and it was a long time coming. I just, I would really, I know that it's a real thing. I know because money makes the world go round and it feeds your kids and it keeps your houses. But I just feel like I would never want to be, this sounds weird. I want money to flow through me and da da da, da but I would never want to be that rich monetarily that nothing touches me. It's always more is more is more is more is more and nothing ever makes you happy. So then when you lose the ability to attain all those huge things, monetarily meaning, then yeah, you're, you're when you're just left with your marriage, you're not going to be happy. You know, when she met him, she was so enamored. They were so in love and they had been through it. Like she's, I don't really know what Croy's been up to, like aside from being dad, you know, like I don't know if he's like in all her businesses or whatever, but she always touted him as like the man that can do everything and like just the greatest things in sliced bread. But I don't know really what he was doing like financially. She has cab her makeup company and then she has like a swim care line a skin care line they had spinoffs of their reality tv show now i mean he probably got money from that but it's also and they're probably gonna bring that shit right back now but i don't know what he was doing on his own so she might be a little spicy about the fact that she's essentially been the breadwinner but then if you think about it when you met him he was kind of the breadwinner Maybe not, because I don't know that man's finances, and she was a pretty big star when it came to, you know, Bravo, and they make a lot of money when they're, like, you know, the ones that the listeners and or viewers pay attention to. Like, they viewed her enough to give her a spinoff, so, yeah. That one really makes me sad, because they were saying that their divorce is, like, it's imminent. Like, there's there's nothing, there's nothing that can fix it. And I mean, I was reading this one about Andy Cohen said that he had texted Kim about her getting a divorce and all that. It's just so ugly. All of this is just getting gross. And side note, he's given digs to her supposedly on his Instagram because he changed his Instagram bio with a kind of like a moment. He said, my ring meant a thing. Oh, it used to say husband, father to six perfect munchkins athlete. You can Google me to see I wasn't tardy for the party. Woo, boo, 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 boo. Please don't come out with a remix for that song, though. It was bad. It was fine for what it was, but it was bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, One more on here. Work-life balance. I, too, work from home and having a hard time creating a divide between the two of them and find myself getting overwhelmed. How do you do balance girl? I was a ballerina for freaking years of my life and I don't know how to balance on anything anymore. Like not necessarily like I'm struggling with it a little bit because if I'm here, I don't want to be ignoring my kids, but it's also hard because during the days that we don't have our nanny, I am still working, you know, like I'm still down there creating orders for my candle business 
And I don't get to do that until Malin goes down, you know, Lyric goes to school, Malin goes down for a nap at noon. Then I maybe get an hour and a half to like eat. Sometimes I don't brush my teeth until that time, which is nasty. But hey, we reel on him really, really Riley um, to eat, to send out emails, to send out proposals, to send out social and do some prep for the podcast and then go create my orders, pack them up to get them off to the post office. And then it's time to get Malin up and get the kid. And then it's soccer and swim and all the things. So I feel like I'm working a little bit harder now than I was when I was in radio. I mean, maybe not, but it's just a different mindset and mode. And it is hard. I was asking Marshall that my husband the other day that I was just like, why do I feel so drained? I should be you know, light as a feather because I used to have to get up at 4 a.m. And now I can maybe sleep till like 6. Woo! Party! You know, but it's because there's no separation between business and profession. And what used to be my separation from profession in making the candles is now part of my business. You know, but I definitely find time to do the damn little things that seem so stupid for me to say this. But like, Actually getting out and taking a walk now that the weather is warm and sloughing off that seasonal depression, like that's a priority now. Just to get out and enjoy the sights around me and also remind myself why I'm working so hard when I look at this neighborhood that we live in. We call it like our little utopia. But also more than that, like creating a schedule for me in terms of wake up, brush your teeth, you nasty bitch. Do your hair a little bit. Maybe don't do a bunch of makeup, but you know, put the elf woe glow on just so you feel a little better than when you're walking past the mirror when the damn kid goes down for a nap you don't go oh girl like you look like shit because nobody likes that nobody feels good doing that um eat lunch at a certain time that's a big one for me because I'll get so busy and things I'm like oh crap I didn't eat and then I'll just like shove something in my mouth like no like now that I can actually set a time to eat breakfast, whereas before it was heating something up in the microwave at work or like munching on a muffin or something, you know, like a, a you know, protein bar, like actually I will make myself like an egg and or avocado toast and sip my coffee and give my, well, I can't really do that with a two-year-old, but you know what I mean? Like I will do my best to like actually give myself that minute. Because even though life is crazy, like if you create little moments of stillness around the day that you work from home, I think that that makes it a little bit less mundane. Just a little bit. Sorry that I didn't have more an answer on that one because I'm still figuring that one out too. So for the email that we got for this one today, um, for really Riley, she said, hey, Riley, firstly, before I get started, I'd like to stay anonymous on this question if you decide to air this. Okay, got you. I've been listening to you for years and I was so upset that you're no longer on air with your old radio station and I'm so sorry to hear what happened to you, but yay for your boss mom moves and doing the damn thing and keeping it moving. I was so excited when you announced your podcast was coming back and now on to my dilemma. Well, first of all, thank you for all that. Um, it's long, so I'm sorry. I feel more details to this, the better. So buckle up. All right, I'm buckled. My husband and I have been together for seven and a half years and we recently got married this packed October. Congratulations. Um, I think he had this work friend who is a female for the last handful of years. I've never felt I could trust. No, I've never felt I couldn't trust him. And still to this day, I trust him 1000%. He will hang out with her without me. And it's never been a problem for me. I have always liked her and enjoy her company. And for us, it's okay to have a friend who's the opposite sex as long as no lines are crossed. 
I also have a close friend who's the opposite sex and being romantic with each other has never been a thought in our minds. We just genuinely are really good friends. However, the last few months have people have had this idea that there's an affair going on between my husband and his quote work wife or more so that his friend, his friend of his is romantically interested in him. I should also mention that she no longer works for him. Hmm. Okay. When this first began, I would laugh it off because it seemed absolutely ridiculous. She's older than him and not his type, but just because a man and a woman hang out and are as friends doesn't mean there's something more going on. Right. I trust that he has no romantic feelings for her and he would never allow that line to be crossed, but I'm still starting to believe she might have a thing for him. Or at least she wouldn't turn him down if he pursued her. I've expressed my concern about to my husband and he said he's completely cutting off his friendship with her because I expressed this concern and he doesn't want these things to go through my head. He also he's also exhausted hearing these rumors. I didn't want to be I didn't want that to be the outcome though, and I told him not to cut off the friendship because or just be conscious of the possibility of her having more feelings than just friends. Part of me feels like that was my gut telling me something is wrong, but I also feel like I allowed these rumors to get me and I have costed him a good friendship. If it wasn't for these rumors, comments by others, I would have never thought this. I just started thinking, what are they saying that I'm not? What are your thoughts? Oh, I have lots of thoughts. Um, first one that jumped out at me to the max was the fact that he was like, I'm going to cut the friendship off. I don't want you to think that way. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm a Latina Virgo that will intensify many like bad thoughts, intrusion, like thoughts into my head that just drive me mad. Like, do I ever think that Marshall would ever cheat on me with someone else? Hell no. But I'll let things get in there and it's just ridiculous the way, the way that I will take them and and worry for them. So the fact that he just cut it off and was like, no, I don't want you to worry about it. You're my wife. You're first. Nothing else matters but your opinion in terms of like what, you know, like what would he, he's putting your feelings first and that's what a husband and wife should do for each other. And you didn't ask him to do that. He volunteered it. And some could be like, oh, well, he's hiding something. The fact that he said he would just cut it off. That may very well be. But if you're secure in your relationship, yes, you're right. Don't let other people get up in there with their stupid rumors and make you think otherwise. Like if these were close friends though, and they were saying that raising red flags, it might be something to pay attention to. However, comma, if my best friend in the entire world, who's been married to her husband for forever and they have two kids, happy home. If I thought he was cheating, which he wouldn't ever. I wouldn't just run up to her and say it. I wouldn't drop little hints. You know, like if I had ironclad proof or there was like a really strong inkling, there wouldn't be some little jokey jokey that he was hiding his sausage on the side. There wouldn't be any of that. There would be a sit down like, babe, you can punch me later for saying this, but I think this is going on. I love you. If I'm absolutely out of the in the wrong here, ignore me. But I don't think there'd be like these little fun rumors or, you know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's just people chirping in the background, tweet, tweet, bitch, go somewhere else. No, don't let that creep on your head. However, you said something about gut here. Your gut telling you that something's wrong. This is the other end of the coin. I all too often have ignored my gut and my gut has spidey ass senses because when I've ignored it, because I just didn't want to believe it and or it was so far-fetched 
some of those things that I had a gut reaction or a gut feeling about, they didn't all come true, but I, I was on a scent. Like it wasn't everything as astronomical as I thought, but I was on a scent. So maybe that scent is that you're, you're, the other girl, the other friend might have feelings for him. I've always talked about the whole friendship between opposite sexes or friendships between maybe the same sexes if you're in the same sex marriage or whatever you want to say. Like I'm not, I'm trying to be inclusive of everyone here in this conversation. Um, friends that are not your spouse that you could possibly mess around with and ruin your marriage there. Um, I think it's possible. Yes, I have some. Marshall has, we talked about this in the last podcast though, when we did the Ask Riley Marshall edition. Um, Marshall had a, f- a friend that was, he was close to and I didn't tell her to go. I didn't tell anything, you know, I didn't say anything about it, but I, I was like, did you, did you guys ever have anything? Cause it just had this comfortability to them and like, they were always around each other in friendship circles, but still it was just something mm, I see you in that. And he was like, well, she's cute, you know? And then of course she like kind of just sort of disappeared and then called him on our wedding day, like called him, didn't text him, called him. And I was like, huh? and luckily there was nothing more than that. He didn't answer it. There wasn't like a text or email thing. It was just done. And I felt good in that. Not that they weren't friends anymore. Like if they wanted to be friends now, that's fine. Like I just, you know, I don't, it's not like something that bothers me, but it's like, I see you, you know, I'm very acutely, sometimes psycholy aware of what happens in my marriage and what, you know, I guess that's a product of my trauma that I will analyze things and figure it out. I mean, don't ever put some sort of mystery in front of a Latina because she will figure it out, especially if it's somebody that you sleep next to. Um, but I just don't want you to go down this rabbit hole of thinking that your husband is doing anything nefarious. There might be something nefarious on the other party. But you also can't say, oh, I cost him this friendship because you didn't. You gave your opinion and that is 100% okay. You're his wife. You're the other half of him. Like, I would expect, not expect, but I would be elated at the same reaction from my husband if I brought these concerns up. Now, but I do always say this. The one person that forces you to choose is not the person that you should choose. Now, of course, you're not going to choose some random friend of your wife, but I'm just saying like, I would never want to be the one to say me or her or else. I think I probably would if I had subsected, like, you know, somebody was trying to go after my husband's prized possession, but and rightly so, I'm his wife. But I just, I don't ever want to be somebody that like forces somebody to choose me ever. Because I have been too many times in my life where I like had to force people to choose me or begged people to choose me. And, you know, no, I don't ever want to be in that position, especially not as somebody that I've made vows with and made a family with. Like, nah, nah, player. But I don't think you costed him a, a friendship at all. I think that he values you as his wife. I think he looks to you as the most important person. And this means nothing. And he's also saying, like, fuck them and those rumors. I think. I don't know every in and out of the situation either. I don't know your husband for anything. I mean, you're a listener fam. So I know you in that way and I care about you and your, like, opinion and and giving you really sound advice. But it sounds to me like before this you had everything going for you in your marriage and then other people creep in with their doubt and their bullshit. You got to understand, too, people can be jelly. Jelly, jelly, peanut butter, and jelly. And like not even good jelly. 
like the generic ass jelly. And trust me, there ain't nothing wrong with generic stuff. I am a Walmart and Dollar Tree diva. However, jelly is the one thing I cannot go generic. Side note. <laughs> but no, seriously, I think that you probably should let your husband dispose of that relationship if he wants to. But you can also tell him, like, babe, I don't, like, I think you did say that you told him not to do that. Yeah, you told him not to cut it off. If he does, do me this favor, though. Don't go digging into more of the reason why he cut it off. He cut it off because you asked him to. Don't don't go further into that rabbit hole where people are laying eggs like, oh, he cut her off because his wife is about to find out. Don't do that. Opinions and rumors. Like, opinions are like assholes. We should come up with, like, one of those phrases for rumors. That's going to take me a minute. But you see what I'm saying? It's just people are shitty and people see other people happy and they want to ruin it sometimes. And unfortunately, that's a real thing. I would definitely go back and ask yourself, like, what's the, what's the weight of the word of the people that are saying this? And if it's nada, bye. Leave it. Don't. You know, if he's so willing to just make you feel comfortable, that's a good thing. And what if you sniffed out a little something where she has a little crushy crushy on him? It's a very strong possibility. Woman's intuition is a fucking thing, man. Blessing and a curse, but... I don't think you should have to worry about anything in your marriage. And again, I don't know anything about the whole picture. But the very least I can do is keep you calm in this situation and manifest that I am right. <sighs> Guys, y'all came up with some good ones. You always do. But this was like a really good smorgasbord of topics. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for listening to Really Riley. And I will be back on Friday with more things for you, probably some Scandaval updates, probably some more Kim and Croy updates, and a few more things I've got in my pocket. Uh, you can send me any Really Rileys you want, any questions at reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. The text line is 410-604-8895. The Instagrams at Riley Couture, at Really Riley Podcast, at House of W by Riley. Facebook is Riley Couture as well. And TikToks, by the way, I've told you this already, but I started a really Riley podcast TikTok and a House of W by Riley TikTok. I just got all of them socials, except for Twitter. I don't really use it. It's Riley Couture 5, by the way. I, I just, I got over it after somebody stole it while I was giving birth. So, eh. <laughs> anyway, you guys, I will see you Friday. Thanks for listening. It's really Riley.